All right, welcome back, guys. This is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented to you by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boost the same game parlays to live in game odds, WinBet has exactly what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, you're going to get $100 back at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, backslash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com, backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Again, welcome back. We're doing our rookie series. We got our quarterbacks done. We got our running backs done. And this is our first receiver on the board. Jordan Addison is our consensus one. Brad has him at one. I have him at one. You can start us off. Let's talk about Jordan Addison. Then I'm going to do the pros and cons. All right. Sounds like a plan. And look, I absolutely love this dude. And if you listen to anything that I said a couple years ago, you probably could have scouted this ahead of time because I loved Devontae Smith coming out as well. And I see a very similar here player here, right? Jordan Addison comes in at six foot, 175 pounds, taller, slider built guy. But, but he's projected as that mid first round pick. He's a very polarizing player. Uh, you've hear, heard a lot of people compare him to Keenan Allen and Garrett Wilson and Devonta Smith and all that. And all of those things are because of that route running ability and his release at the line of scrimmage. The dude won the Bolitnikoff Award with the Pitt Panthers last year and then entered the transfer portal and moved to USC for another season where he played pretty well, right? You'll see a lot, it looks like he had a little dip in production, but he really looked pretty good. Uh, I would say like the same player, right? That sophomore season with the Pitt Panthers, he came in with 100 receptions and almost 1,600 yards with, count it, 17 touchdowns. And then he transferred to USC, and it looks bad, right? 59 catches for 875 yards and eight touchdowns. But here's the thing. You look at a couple of those games that were low-receiving games, they were destroying guys, right? There's no reason to be chucking the rock when you don't need to in some of those situations. And dominator reigning is going to be something you're going to hear about when people talk about wide receivers. This guy had a dominator rating of pretty much 30%, 29.9%. It's a combination of a bunch of factors. Uh, 30% is where you, that's kind of like, hey, we're getting into the elite category when you're looking at above 30%. So, Dave, talk to us a little bit about pros, his cons, and who your player comp is. Yeah, and I don't even have it down as a pro, but you see the early breakout age. And the reason that that's important, a lot of analytics use that, you want to see an 18, 19-year-old player dominating 21, 22, and 23-year-old players and not the opposite. Is this guy 24 years old dominating on 18-year-olds going to translate to the NFL? Or, you know, is this guy, this 18, 19-year-old was absolutely on fire and you can see 60 receptions, then 100 receptions. Yes, 59 receptions for 875 at USC. A lot of mouths to feed at USC, and that was the difference. He was the only show in town, so he got all the food at Pitt. Kenny Pickett loved this guy, and he helped Kenny Pickett get to the first round, and he won the Bolitnikoff Award. He was a sought-after free agent. I look at the free agency of the you know NCAA, and see what the transfer portal does. If this guy is a sought-after talent and people are throwing money at him and he's getting top NIL deals, that means he's a pretty good player. And, you know, it's you see it with him. There's a lot of money thrown at him. Now let's talk about the pros. 
hands. This guy is a natural hands catcher. He attacks the ball. He does not let the ball get into him. He, he does not let it get into his body. He's, he's attacking it. He's got a great release. He's got a, a bunch of different moves. And guys just can't get their hands on him at the line of scrimmage. And you see it where he's just, whether it's an outside release, inside release, it does not matter. Um, route running, this guy has crisp routes. He creates separation with his route running. And when you look at some of his double moves, the sluggo is probably his best move. But he just has double moves that all look the same. And the defenders are just guessing. And most of the time, they're guessing wrong. And so a con for him, it's his size. He's six foot, 175 pounds. This guy is not Calvin Johnson. But you see in the NFL these days, some smaller receivers are doing just fine. We might see a small, you know, a, a lower BMI for him. But Garrett Wilson, not a big dude. Chris Olave, not a big dude. Odo Beckham Jr., not a big dude. Like these guys are playing well. And if if he can play in the ACC and the Pac-12 and not have any issues due to his size, the same thing I said about Devonta Smith. If Devonta Smith's size was an issue, it would not. It would have been an issue in the SEC before it was an issue in the NFL. Production, I'm not worried about that production last year. You can see that this guy can be an absolute alpha on a team. And then the slot, people are going to pigeonhole him to that slot and I'm fine with that. There's plenty of slot receivers that are great NFL players. A guy named Cooper Cup, pretty good at football. He was a slot receiver coming out. Uh, Justin Jefferson, slot receiver coming out, pretty good at football. Um, So I think that Jordan Addison is going to be pretty good at football as well. And he's proven that in in the college ranks. He's going to prove it at the next level. Um, My pro comp was Devonta Smith. You could go with with Keenan Allen, Garrett Wilson. Keenan Allen's a little bigger. Garrett Wilson's another another one I like. Now let's look at the consensus big board and look at where he stacks up. They have him as the number two guy coming off the board. This is the NFL mock draft database. They collect um, they collect all of the major websites mock drafts, and they they show you what the consensus feels about these guys. Um, and Jordan Addison's coming in as the wide receiver too, but very very close to Quentin Johnston. He's actually this right behind him, ranked eighth overall. And you can see um, the projected is average pick 15. Um, one of the picks right here is the Seattle Seahawks. He can go to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I don't know if I love that pick. All right, so you can see here where Jordan Addison is projected. And you can see it's kind of been all over. He was going a little bit higher, and it's dipping. Um, part of that is, you know, you're seeing some of the major Daniel Jeremiah and and McShay and then putting their rankings out and they have them in the bottom half of the first round. Uh, Minnesota Vikings is an interesting selection. The Patriots, the Seattle Seahawks, again, Minnesota, Dallas Cowboys, Houston Texans. Um, you know, if Addison, if, if Addison goes to any of those spots, I think he'll be, you know, an, a, a top two option on those teams immediately, um, except maybe in Seattle, where he might have to wait a little bit behind Tyler Lockett. But again, these are some spots. If Addison goes to any of these spots, I'm still, I'm not going to be dropping him down my ranks because I believe he's a, a, a great talent. Oh God. I might drop him if he goes to new England. I, I <laughs> just, sorry, Mac. I'm not a fan. 
Um, I don't know what's going on with offensive coordinator and play calling there. Um, I That one would worry me a little bit. Now, I'm not saying he's like falling out of the first round for me or anything, but he might not be the number one guy for me anymore if that, that ends up being the landing spot. I, I definitely get it. I do like the Bill O'Brien hire. I think that's good news for Mac Jones. Um, and then, you know, you got the, the Cowboys here. It's going to be interesting with the, the change of play caller there. Um, and he would go in and be the number one receiver immediately for the Houston Texans. Um, and the Minnesota Vikings with Adam Thielen getting older, he goes straight into number two and gets to play alongside um, and benefit from Justin Jefferson demanding some, you know, some of the coverage. Um, and he'd be the third option in Seattle. He would be wide open all freaking day. Uh, so, um, Again, appreciate you guys. Make sure you check out our other episodes. You can listen to them on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast, or you can go to our YouTube channel. We got seven quarterbacks, six running backs, and six receivers for you. <laughs>